You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Hello and welcome to another broadcast of Diaconia. I'm Deacon Jim Norman, Vicar for Deacons with the Archdiocese of Chicago and blessed to serve with the faithful people of Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica. Uh, and with me is Deacon Dave Brinsick, Associate Director of the Permanent Diaconate and also a deacon at Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield LaGrange Park. Always a pleasure to have you with us, Dave. And with us, we have guests from Catholic Charities, Mike Waters and Chris Torres with us today to talk about Catholic Charities on the move. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad to be here. If we could begin just to, to learn a little bit about your roles with Catholic Charities and how long you've been with Catholic Charities. Mike, go ahead and you start. Uh, hi, um, I'm currently the West Regional Director for Catholic Charities, one of a handful of regional directors who um, do both mission and program work in our respective areas. Uh, I'm based in our office in Cicero, and my area covers about 30 West suburbs, and I've been with Catholic Charities for almost nine years now. Thank you, Mike. And Chris? Hi, I'm uh, Christopher Torres, and I'm your Mike's region in the west, but further south. Uh, our region starts from the south-southwest, which is from Blue Island all the way to the Indiana border, and Blue Island all the way up to Summit, Illinois. Uh, I've been with the agency as of October 14 years. Thank you both. And over that time period, the nine and the 14 years, uh, what kind of changes have you seen in Catholic Charities up to this point? Well, over the last uh, two or three years, uh, since the pandemic started, we've seen uh, a significant demand for, for some of our services, especially uh, our food and nutrition programs, financial assistance, uh, and uh, mental health services. Um, <clears throat> when the pandemic uh, hit in 2020, you, know, you, you may recall it was a weekend in March when everything shut down, uh, that Monday morning, at our food pantry in Cicero, we had uh, a line stretching around the corner of people waiting to get into our food pantry. Um, <clears throat> so many people, particularly in working class communities, were affected immediately uh, by the economic impact of the pandemic. Restaurants and hotels and other service industry uh, jobs were lost. Uh, we have seen, <clears throat> we had started to um, the numbers have started to go back to normal, and then we've seen another surge over the last three or four months now as uh, because of working class families that are affected by uh, the high cost of living, uh, inflation, uh, the cost of food and gas and, and utilities. 
Uh, so we've seen another significant increase in traffic at our food pantry, at our weekly supper program, and uh, a lot of uh, additional calls for financial assistance, help with rent or utilities. Chris, I was going to ask, what caused, what, what enabled you, Catholic Charities to make that pivot during the pandemic? You know, I really think it's our flexibility to really move towards where the need is. Um, you know, if you look at the last three or four years, like Mike said, there's been a lot of changes with the economy, with COVID. Uh, you know, Renew My Church has also uh, been a large part of our, our changes where you have parishes consolidating and closing and, you know, how do those relationships really engage with the community and also how do we engage with those parishes? So I think, um, I really think that we're at these crossroads of what we are, what we are becoming and what we really could be. And it's really exciting to be at this, really at this time of the year, even with all the changes. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on, a lot of things of re-engagement, re, re um you know, reacquaintance with friends and family and also colleagues that we weren't able to do during COVID. I really think uh, the flexibility of the regional services and programming is really highlighted what we do really, really well. With the pandemic, one of the things that has been said time and time again, that the pandemic didn't cause things to change. It really accelerated the pace of change. Uh, I know Dave wanted to ask some questions about um, how the pandemic may have caused Catholic Charities to look at itself and then identify areas where it needs to change. Yeah, you know, are there new initiatives that are in the works as far as you know helping people? Well, we're just now beginning a, a strategic planning process uh, with a goal of creating a vision that will take us to year 2030. Um, so we uh, will be taking a comprehensive look at what we do and how we do it, um, uh, trying to identify, we're, we're doing needs assessments in the communities that we serve. Um, and uh, part of our goal is to make sure we're not duplicating what other agencies out there are doing, but rather to complement those services. So to, to build on what we do and identify unmet needs in the community where we might be able to, to step in to help. I don't know, Chris or Mike, if you could share, um, have you encountered an unmet, unmet need where it's it's calling you to move towards? Well, I think that um, access to uh, mental health services is a big unmet need in the community. We do provide those services, but um, I think particularly for um, uh, people of uh, limited financial means, people without insurance, access to, to free or low-cost mental health services is a problem. Um, you know, food insecurity remains a big problem. There's still a lot of people who are struggling to, to put food on the table who uh, don't know because the rent is due next week, they're not going to have enough money for groceries. And so, um, you know, those will remain, our food pantries and our, our meal programs will remain an important part of what we do. So do all the regional uh, areas have uh, services that they provide for, for people looking for food, for mental health assistance? Uh, so those, those are found throughout the archdiocese? 
Yeah, so our region, so we have a, a handful of regional, suburban regional hubs. Um, mine is in Cicero. Um, Chris has one in uh, Summit. Um, that we have, uh, they have food pantries. Um, we have about a dozen different community meal programs throughout the archdiocese. Uh, generally dinners, suppers, um, and we also have. Um, uh, in addition, we have a, a weekly, I mean, a daily supper program at our main office in River North, as well as a food pantry. So we do have food pantries and meal programs scattered throughout the archdiocese. Well, Chris, what's the best way to, for people to find out about the various services that Catholic Charities provides? So depending on where you are, you can call uh, a number of phone numbers to uh, ask for services. You also can call directly to the regional services offices or hubs. Um, we also downtown, of course, you can call downtown, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about those changes and challenges. I, I think Mike hit it on the, the, uh, head when he said about the food pantries, you know, one of the things that we changed or asked a question was how do you serve the thousands of people who are serving weekly through meals and food pantry when COVID was in full swing, you couldn't access people, people who couldn't go into the buildings. So, you know, we were very flexible on that in that ability to actually change our programming so we could meet the needs of our clients that came to us, regardless of what the COVID was. I also think about, you know, our, um, we're also helping with immigration. We had Syrian refugee crisis. We have um, people coming from south of the border right now, which we're partnering with the city of Chicago and Cook County and late uh, local and state uh, governments to uh, help uh, process them into the Chicagoland area. Um, so that build again, the ability to be flexible and also adjust to uh, either external or internal changes really talks about our strength. What is the, uh, the the number, the phone number that people should call? The Misha domain number. What is that, and what's the uh, website? So the website is CatholicCharities.net, and uh, from there, if you look at our um, our navigation bar, our main navigation bar. If people click get help, um, that will take them from there. There'll be a menu of options for different types of services that we offer. Um, beyond that, our, our general number is 312-655-7700. All right. Before we go to break, I, I guess uh, it raises the question in some of our listeners and viewers may want to know, how many people do Catholic does Catholic Charities serve each day, each month, each year? Any of those, um, either Chris or Mike? A Catholic Charities serves almost 400,000 people a year throughout Cook and Lake County, so uh, it's it's a big number. Um, and uh, we're, we're very proud of that, and we're very proud of the role that we, we play and our uh, our affiliation with the archdiocese and the support we get from the archdiocese and uh, from parishes uh, that's always been an important uh, relationship for us so are of those 400,000 a year are there you talked about a number of service areas which is your largest service area today um I'm guessing that would be our food and nutrition programs in terms of the numbers of clients served, our food pantries and suppers. Um, 
we we also have clothing rooms at a number of our offices. Um, we, but as Chris has alluded to uh, briefly, we we have a number of other programs that, while they don't may not serve as many clients, are are really important to uh, the people who who they're helping. And we have an immigration program that can help people with uh, things like citizenship applications. Um, we have legal assistance that provides people with uh, free legal referrals and connections to attorneys that do uh, pro bono services. We have counseling programs, uh, mental health and behavioral health. And uh, so while they they don't they may not serve the numbers of clients that our um, our food pantries and, and and meal programs do, we view them certainly as as equally important. Thank you. When we come back from break, uh, I want to focus in on what you said earlier related to partnerships. So talk about the we'll talk about the importance of partnerships with parishes, um, with various groups like deacons or even parishioners as volunteers. Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. 
We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. not for me to give, but for those for whom it has been prepared. It will be Welcome back to Diaconia, a call to service. Deacon James Norman, vicar for deacons with the Archdiocese of Chicago. Deacon Dave Brinsick here with me, associate director for the Permanent Office for Deacons. We're here this, today with Mike Waters and Chris Torres from Catholic Charities. So Chris and Mike, we were mentioned earlier about uh, working closer with parishes. What kind of partnerships are Catholic Charities trying to develop? Well, one program we have going on right now that's a great example of uh, our partnership, we are part of a coordinated Catholic response to try to help the asylum seekers who have been arriving in Chicago. Uh, they've been coming mostly from Texas, but uh, they most of them originated in Central American countries like Venezuela and Guatemala. Um, and they've been arriving by bus uh, in Chicago. And we've been proud to be part of an effort that is being headed by the city of Chicago, but involves a number of social service organizations <clears throat> to, to greet these uh, new arrivals and to help them uh, get established here in this country. Um, so we are working with the Archdiocese right now on a program to encourage parishes to sponsor a family, to, to sort of adopt a family, if you will, uh, to provide them with, to help them get set up here, to help them get uh, on their feet, uh, help them get into an apartment, uh, perhaps providing some rent support for a few months until the family can get established, and also to accompany them on um, just the many things they'll need to do and learn here in the, in, in the U.S., um, perhaps helping guide them on the citizenship path, just helping them where, where to go for groceries, um, connecting them to other services, um, and so we will be rolling that program out very soon. And uh, it's uh, so we will be looking for parishes to provide uh, that support for the families. And then Catholic Charities caseworkers will do the long-term case management for those families. And uh, it's, it's a great example, a current example of how we work together to try to help those in need. I know my own uh, parish, uh, Holy Guardian Angels, the women's group, uh, recently had a, a coat drive for the asylum seekers. There's uh, a number of, of folks living in a hotel, you know, in countryside, and the women organized collecting coats and hats and mittens for the children, specifically for the asylum seekers. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot, uh, lot to do, especially as the weather changes. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that, that uh, any other uh, focuses as far as uh, helping these people, the asylum seekers uh, uh, in your area? 
So most of the uh, support for the asylum seekers have been happening further north, and we do have also the same kind of situation. We have programs, I mean, parishes uh, actually uh, helping some of these families out through sponsorships, et cetera. Um, you also mentioned earlier about, you know, how do we engage with these parishes uh, throughout each region? Um, you know, most of our meal programs are distributed through parishes. Uh, many of our food pantries are embedded in parish buildings and offices. Uh, you know, I, uh, we have a partnership with St. Stephen's Deacon and Martyr in Tinley Park. And, uh, you know, their ministry, they have a uh, Catholic ministry uh, that serves the meals on Friday evenings. And it's a partnership where Catholic Charities uh, provides some of the support for the meals. And then the volunteers and Deacon, uh, Deacon Chuck McFarland actually run the program. So we partner where you take a piece and we take a piece and we're still, you know, serving those people that come to us for service. So it's worked. We have a food pantry in Park Forest that uh, evolved over time with uh, the pastor before uh, the consolidation that we are very busy with. And of course we have the uh, St. Blaise uh, food pantry and uh, early childhood development center that is uh, up in Summit that we partner with many, many years. And there's countless, several, several sites that we partner with uh, parishes on that level. I think the biggest thing is um, we could never do what we do without parish support, without volunteers, without those long-term relationships with the pastors and deacons to get things done. Um, really the parishes are in a lot of ways, eyes and ears of what's going on. As you both probably know, and have seen people come to these parishes all the time asking for help. And you know, if we can refer and also uh, identify needs, then that's a, a great way to extend our partnerships. We're all one church. Uh, we're just specialized in different areas of the greater uh, mission that we do. Recently, both of you um, gave a presentation to our diaconate council. Uh, what do you, you're trying to develop a, more of a partnership with the, the diaconate community at this time? Yes, we are with, um, especially these days with Renew My Church and, and um, pastors now responsible often for, for more than one parish site, uh, pastors are, are busier than ever. And so we think um, it's important for us to, to develop relationships with deacons. Uh, deacons very often are um, boots on the ground people in, in you know, the fight, the social justice uh, battle. Um, and so we, we want to uh, make sure that deacons are aware of the services that we offer uh, so that they can refer parishioners to us um, who need help. And we want to make them aware of the ways that we can work together to help those in need, the kinds of partnerships that uh, Chris cited in his region. And so we, um, uh, so yeah, we think that the relationships with deacons are important for us, and we want to build on that. I was just going to ask: Is there a way, as uh, if I were a parishioner, and I, I've had some time, had some interest, where could I find out about volunteer opportunities with Catholic Charities? If you go to our website, it's CatholicCharities.net. Um, in the navigation bar at the top of the homepage, one of the options is enable our work. And if you click on that, a new menu will open up, and one of the options there will be volunteering or joining a mission board. Um, volunteers are vital to our operation. Uh, they are the backbone of what we do. Um, 
without them, uh, we could not do what we do. Uh, our food pantries, our supper programs, our clothing rooms. Um, one of the things we're very proud of is that 92 cents out of every dollar we raise goes directly to programs. Um, we have very low administrative overhead. And one of the ways we're able to do that is through the help of volunteers. Um, and so we are, we are always looking for volunteers. Uh, parishes remain uh, a big source of referral for us on volunteers. Um, but yes, anybody who wants to volunteer um, can go to our website. And then from there, um, we have a listing of volunteer opportunities. We also have regional mission boards in each of our suburban regions. Um, and these are folks who uh, take leadership roles within their communities to help Catholic charities, um, doing a parish outreach on our behalf, community outreach. Uh, we, uh, we have teams that form around specific programs or projects like our food pantries. And so the, the members of the, these regional mission boards, they work with Catholic charities leadership you know, to further our mission in the region. And uh, um, we are looking for uh, members for our regional mission boards as well. And so through that same uh, enable our work part of the website, uh, people can learn more about our regional mission boards. Are there specific um, areas, you know, that you need volunteers for or is it across the board? Chris, you want to take them? I think it's across the board, but we, for us, our focus is always, you know, we're always going to need help in our food pantries. You know, we, um, our busiest food pantries maybe serve 800 families a month. So there's always, you know, receiving and moving and talking to people and engaging people, but there's also, you know, meal programs. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, we have senior housing. We have other opportunities depending on what you're interested in. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, you always hear time, talent and treasure, uh, you know, so, you know, if you can't do time, then, you know, maybe you can use your talent. There's always uh, opportunities to answer the phone. Um, a lot of our, our, our call center pubs at the, uh, at the regional sites have volunteers that answer the first phone, phone calls and then route them accordingly. Uh, of course, we always enjoy the financing or our donations because uh, programming, is, is not cheap and um you know we it's ongoing and it's really a never-ending thing uh you know 365 days a year so uh you know whatever goes your, uh whatever you might be interested in we probably have something that you might want to get involved with what about for a, a pastor or a parish leadership team are there specific at this time parish partnerships that you really need we need a space, a location, and a parish for some effort of outreach? Um, yeah, right now, no space needs. I mean, that'll be one of the things that we'll look at in this um, uh, strategic planning process that we're undertaking now would be a possible um, uh, expansion of programming. We do have a goal long range of opening regional welcoming centers throughout the archdiocese, and these would be program hubs, kind of similar to the uh, the handful of regional suburban offices we have now, but um, that would be kind of community center sort of places. Um, that's probably a couple years down the road, um, but we will ultimately be looking for locations for those. Um, for now, there are things that parishes can do as a group though. Um, clothing drives, food drives are two examples. 
Um, we had a number of parishes that did coat drives for us uh, this winter season. And um, we've already, just at our office alone in Cicero, we've already distributed about 300 winter coats. And we think by the end of the, uh, by the end of the winter, it'll probably be about a thousand. And that's just one office. Um, food drives, our, I mentioned earlier that our uh, food pantries are seeing significant increase in demand over the last few months because uh, working class families are struggling to, to cope with the high cost of living. Um, so food drives are, are always a welcome uh, help for us, uh, people collecting canned goods and dry goods um, for our pantries. Um, so those are, those are two things. Beyond that, there are, if parishes were to reach out to whoever's the regional director for that region, um, we could talk to them about projects. We could, there are times when we could use one of our dining rooms needs to be painted you know, needs to be spruced up. We want to make it brighter. Uh, previously, I worked in our displays office. We had a student group come in and paint a really colorful mural on one of the walls of our, uh, at the walls of one of our dining rooms. It's the family dining room where people with children will, families with children will sit to eat. And so we could do, you know, individual offices may have special needs like that, mm -hmm. that we would be happy to work with parishes on as well. Well, thank you, uh, Mike and Chris. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the work you're doing. We recognize Catholic Charities is on the move, but always in need of partnerships, both parishioners and parishes, uh, and we'll re encourage them to reach out to regional directors to coordinate efforts and build partnerships and collaboration. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Mike. Yeah.